Jimmy Butler continues to miss games during the regular season, but is it time to be concerned about his health moving forward? His agent provides some additional context, and we'll debate what happens next. Plus, we talk about Goran Dragic, recent retirement, and give you a list of potential trade targets that could be on Miami's radar in today's episode of Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg, editor at allyoucanheat.com. Joining me as always, it's longtime NBA reporter David Ramil. However, you're tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. We got a great packed show for you today. A ton to get to. Uh, we got some news. We got some fake trade ideas, David. Uh, but Jimmy Butler, we're going to start here, out again for tonight's game against the Rockets. It's his fourth straight missed game with this right foot injury. But we have some conflicting reports about how much longer he's going to be out. Shams last week suggested that the Heat are taking a patient approach with Butler and that this could be a long-term thing. Then Ira Winderman got Butler's agent on the record to say that it should be a short-term thing. What do you make of all this? Uh, I'm not reading too much into it either way, but I'm going to trust Bernie Lee who is Jimmy's agent, who's at every home game and who travels on the road with Jimmy and is a lot closer to the situation than Shams Charania, who has rarely had much insight into the inner workings of the Miami Heat front office. So I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think I think the front office, the coaching staff, the medical staff is being patient and kind of take, taking it easy on trying to rush Jimmy back because – he is older because he has, as as Lee mentioned in the piece, that piece to Ira Winderman, you know, he has carried this team to a deep playoff front for four seasons or three of the past four seasons. And that's going to add incredible wear and tear on any player. So I, I think it's little nagging injuries. If tomorrow, let's say the playoffs started or even tonight, like, you know, we're, we're hours before the Rockets tip off. If tonight was a playoff game, Jimmy Butler would be on the floor. We saw him drag his body through the remaining three series in the playoffs, despite the fact that he turned his ankle. An ankle that would have probably kept him out for a significant amount of time had it been during the regular season. So we know he can play through injury. We know he can play through pain. He might be always in pain. I, I mean, I've mentioned this before. We've both been in that locker room. We've seen Jimmy... Jimmy doesn't walk like a person his age. Jimmy walks like somebody who's significantly older because he has lower leg injuries, because he has foot injuries, because he's constantly, you know, put a lot of miles on those legs during the course of his career. So he's always dealing with something. And it's just the severity of it which might keep him out. And if that's the case, you want to be careful. You want to be proactive and making sure you can get him back onto the floor as soon as possible. But at the same time, you don't want to risk further aggravation that could take him out for a prolonged period of time so to me i, I i'm playing it day by day just m- much like the heat front office and the coaching staff I'm, I'm taking it day by day with jimmy when i see him active out there on the floor i'll go okay good let's see mm-hmm. what he brings to the table at that point in time because i'm not going to read too much into it either way they did the same thing with bam right bam was playing through a hip injury and the front office said hey look the coaching staff we're gonna the training staff we're gonna sit you down 
for however long it takes until this thing is behind you because these games in November and December aren't as important as the ones in the postseason. And even going back to our interview with Brian Windhorst and the story that he wrote about Bam and how Bam left the floor on the after the, the NBA Finals and said that team was better than us because they were healthier than us. And we yeah. didn't really get a good shot at this because I was banged up and Jimmy was banged up and Kyle was banged up and everybody was hurt, right? And so this team is very much organizationally thinking, how can we be in our best shape in that when it matters. in April, June, like those months when they really, really matter. And that's why even if it does require missing some games here, they're going to take a patient approach. The thing with Jimmy Butler is they need him for that playoff run. He typically and historically has lifted his game in the playoffs, but it's also been a lot of wear and tear, right? Like that's, I, I don't think it's something that you could just also count on every year because he is a year older because he's already done it. Um, and like Bernie Lee mentioned to Ira, and by the way, just want to say awesome reporting by Ira Winderman on that. Like you don't really see an agent going on the record like that. So for Ira to get him to go, and it's not six sources here or a source there that was on the record, the guy saying stuff to a paper of record. So uh hat tip to Ira for the reporting on that. But um, for Bernie to say, hey, look, he's also, these have been a few extended playoff runs. Like June, that was a really tough run. Like he didn't have it a full summer to rest the way that a lot of these other players have. And so I get all of that, but you have to even, as Jimmy Butler gets older, be even a little bit more careful with them than they've been in the past. And I think they've been pretty careful with him in the past. Also, he's also played a lot of minutes this year in the games that he has played because yeah. he'd been dealing with so many other injuries. So I'm here to, uh, with with the whole patient approach. I'm good with it. If Bernie Lee is going to say it's going to be a short-term thing, I do. I don't know. I don't think Bernie knows. I don't like just because you're his agent doesn't mean you can tell the future. Right. right. So I, I don't think Shams knows. And I think every and I kind of like like looking at these reporting. I don't think it's as conflicting as as maybe it looks like on its face. I just think both people are kind of taking the same information in that. Hey. The Heat are not going to put Jimmy Butler out there before they need to and kind of reading between the lines in their own way in that way. I am concerned, though. I think that I'm not sure how realistic it is that we'll see the best version of Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. I just don't think don't that know. it's I, I, you're right. We don't. I'm, I'm just telling you my opinion on this. Yeah, I don't think we, or I don't think we can count on the version of Jimmy that we saw against the Milwaukee Bucks. And I mean, those were historic levels of performance and what we've right. seen from him the year before and two years before that you know on occasion in the orlando bubble and he was look, michael jordan against the bucks yeah like those were the numbers he was michael so jordan were, he was quite literally right? michael jordan against the bucks he was lebron james against lebron james in the finals in the bubble right so if he's not going to be peak lebron triple double and if he's not going to be michael jordan what do they need him to be then in the playoffs right. with this version of Bam and Tyler Hero. Because I agree with you. I don't think we can expect that again from him. So, but what do they yeah. need from him? And I think that's why they pursued a superstar in Damian Lillard, somebody mm. to alleviate that pressure, to take off the brunt of the scoring burden from Jimmy's shoulders and say, you know what? You can handle the occasional offense. You can contribute 20 to 30 points a night, but I'm going to put up 30 to 40 when it matters most because I can't, because that's what Dame Lillard has done throughout his career. So that's why that pursuit went as far as it did and unfortunately of course it didn't pay off for Miami so at this point in time though I think there's you know to answer your question I think you're going to still need Jimmy to be at his best 
But I think the fact that we're seeing it and we have seen it, and it's something that I have banged the drum on pretty consistently since the start of the season, this team's depth is going to be its biggest strength in the playoffs because you're going to get performances from guys like Jaime Jaquez, from Josh Richardson. And, and I know those aren't, you know, those aren't names that necessarily elicit a strong, favorable response from Heat fans, but we've seen it in you know different times throughout the regular season so far. And I think it's going to manifest that way throughout the playoffs too, is that you're going to have a Duncan game. You're going to have Tyler Hero, Bam, et cetera, step up on occasion. And if they make a trade at some point in the next couple of months, then whoever is brought in is going to have to find a way to contribute. To I mean, that, that has sort of been the quiet formula, right? Beyond the Jimmy Butler and Bam being awesome in the playoffs, which they have been, it's been right. in the bubble, Duncan Robinson stepping up. Right, Goran Dragic having an amazing run that was not there in the regular season. He got bent, he didn't really get benched. It was sort of a more strategic lineup, but whatever. He had this awesome playoff run during the bubble, and then in the last one, obviously, you got Max Struess stepping up, uh, Duncan Robinson Gabe stepping Vincent. up, Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, like all these guys stepping up. That ha- and so you're going to need that. Um, I'm with you. To me, the though is it's Bam out of bio. Like if Bam is going to be that dude, then then you don't need as much from Jimmy, right? If Tyler Hero is going to take this leap and be a 24-point-per-game score as opposed to a 21-point-per-game score, that's a meaningful difference with the percentage increases and all the things and the playmaking and all the things that he's been doing and improving there. Like, all of that stuff, if if you're getting those incremental leaps from Bam and Tyler, maybe you don't need Michael Jordan performances from Jimmy Butler. You just need, like, a Scottie Pippen performance, you know, from Jimmy Butler. (laughs) And I... and. And maybe that's what it takes. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that anybody seriously would consider the Heat the favorites right now in the Eastern Conference. But I don't think anybody's counting them out either for for all the reasons that we've laid out. So um, speaking of Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, do Heat fans need to step up their all-star voting? (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe not. I'll tell you why after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next event, game time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets to all the sports, music, comedy, theater, whatever's near you. Game time's got you covered with their last minute deals. They're all in prices, the views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. There's so many different features that make game time such an advantage for you. I like the views from your seat, so you can pick a seat at the last second. You're not sure. Maybe you've never been to this venue before. You're like, oh, I don't know where I'm going to be sitting. Well, Game Time's got you covered. They've got a view exactly from where you will be buying those tickets. So you can see there's no obstruction. Get a clear view of the stage, whatever performance it is you that you're going to You used this example see. before. Have you ever gotten a, like an actual obstruction in your face? Like, Are there stadiums where they're just like, hey, we're going to put this seat right behind a pole? No, but you, you know, sometimes you think you're getting a seat maybe to the side of a stage. And like mm. you, you don't get the clear view there. It depends on how the musicians or band or whatever lay out their their stage setup but it's not the most comfortable you're kind of ducking there i remember going to a show one time i saw a teleprompter because they couldn't remember their lyrics and i was like oh that really sucked you name know, names that was... no no i'm not gonna go there i'm not gonna go there but... <laughs> it was aerosmith it was aerosmith they couldn't oh, remember when was their this? lyrics yeah a while ago a while ago yeah like 10 years ago no i think longer than that but yeah wow was... yeah because now yeah, i would I get it i mean sure <laughs> i mean <laughs> There's been a lot of different reasons why they couldn't remember their lyrics, but yeah. Right. It was a little different back then, yeah. <laughs> In any case, Game Time's got you covered. So make sure you go to Game Time, Dream. download the Game Time app. Dream. The <laughs> <have> to remember. <laughs> a creator account using code LOCKEDON. 
You get $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but again, create an account. Use the redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you get $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's really not that hard to remember, those lyrics. <laughs> Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. Lockdown has launched the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the, st- the top sports stories of the day. With the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league, go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. One of the things that did run on that channel over the weekend, David, was our interview with Brian Windhorst. Uh, really well received. Um, if you guys have not heard that, listen to it. Uh, check that out. Podcast app, YouTube. We got 45 minutes of interview time with, with Brian, and we were only really booked for 25 minutes, but he was so good and so generous with his time that we just kept going. His stories about BAM covering him uh, in the Olympics and all that kind of stuff were awesome. Um, obviously, his insight on the Miami Heat, he had some thoughts on the trade deadline. Some really interesting, like, those little little news tidbits that he just Easter egg in the middle of that thing, including, like, the fact that the Heat are already scouting Bronny James. Were you surprised mm-hmm. by sort of the reaction? Because that basically went viral. That got aggregated. That got picked up. Yeah, I, I, I didn't read as much into it. Like, I, I thought they were, you know, this is an organization that has done their due diligence everywhere. And so I... That's how I kind of saw it. I was like, oh, it makes sense. This is a team that, you know, if they're scouting somebody, again, they have a strong presence in South uh, in uh, Southern California. Yeah. It totally makes sense. But everybody saw it. Uh-oh. This is the heat, you know, doing I'll what do they it do. Again. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You know so, what would be weird is if they didn't scout. You know, <laughs> right. like that would be the news. Like, oh, no, we're not even worried about Bronny James. We don't think he's an NBA player. Like that would have been to me. More news, yeah. right? Yeah, but like, that, that's, oh, a, no, that's they an insult to LeBron. A, and- <laughs> they went and scouted an NBA prospect, so the Heat did their jobs. So I think it was funny. I th- I do think that it was interesting the way that he laid it out with Adam Simon there with a notepad and whatever, like a big blue notebook that Pat Riley gave him. Um, <laughs> and and you know it is cool. It is cool. And I and you and I actually over the weekend we posted a, a, another pod, like a bonus episode about uh, Bill Simmons's LeBron James trade idea. And one of the things that you and I went, were talking about after we got done recording is. Oh, like we could have, we didn't really connect those dots of like, are the Heat scouting Bronny James in order to lure LeBron James back to Miami? Um, right. All that stuff is very obviously uh, hypothetical and just sort of, you know, up in the air. Uh, but speaking of hypotheticals and up in the air, oh no, what, go ahead. No, I, I was a little surprised that a lot of people, the response to that second podcast was, you know, oh, I don't want LeBron here because of the way he left, I guess, or because he's an older player and, if, I guess they don't watch a lot of Lakers games because, yes, he's not going to be the strong performer he was, but I think he clearly would make this team a championship contender right away. And I don't know what you'd yeah. have to I, – I, I, again, this is totally hypothetical. He's not requesting a trade. He hasn't requested a trade. But if he worked to and if he were to seek another team and if he were to seek a team in Miami specifically, I think it would be a fantastic fit. So I was a little surprised yeah, yeah. at some of the, the cold shoulder there. But anyway, yeah. let's move on. Let's move on. We're going to do a little bit of a game of like fill in the blank here. All right, we got some news mm. that we want to get to. We're going to start with Goran Dragic. He plans to retire. It was announced last week. Uh, he had hoped to play for the Miami Heat again. That did not happen. Um, he'll play one more game in Slovenia this summer in August, and it's a star-studded event. He's going to be Jimmy. on the court with Luka, Giannis, Jokic, and like you said, Jimmy Butler, who, of course, I, I was so happy to see like his name included in that list that Jimmy Butler is already planning. All right, I'm going to fly over to Slovenia. It's going to be played in the capital of uh, Dragic's home country um, and just what it basically amounts to an all-star game. 
right? And and I just think it's really cool that Jimmy's making that trip. Um, so David, finish the sentence. Goran Dragic retiring is what? Disappointing. I would have oh. loved for a reunion in Miami. Uh, I understand the the mechanics of it. Like one, I don't know that he would have been a functional NBA player. But his time here in Miami is so underappreciated. And I think even by a large swath of Heat fans, like you put out a poll on our Twitter account, you know, who was a better point guard. I could see the argument for either. And I, I think of so many people make it this clear cut case that it was Tim Hardaway. But if you look at the numbers, they're much closer than people might think. And, and I think also it's the makeup of those teams in the 90s and i was watching those teams in the 90s as unlike many of the people who responded to those polls i imagine Ooh. and i saw hardaway Flex. so well no i'm just i'm old sorry yeah millennials anyway um you know uh i think you know i think goron just doesn't get that kind of recognition because yeah. those teams weren't particularly good, and that was never the, the case. I mean, it was, well, how many it was finals did Tim Hardaway go to? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's one like, way to looking at it. Yeah, I he mean, was never supposed to carry this team. Like he right. was brought in as the yes. third player to Dwayne and Chris Bosh, and never and played Chris with Chris Bosh. Right, very rarely. I mean, very yeah. rarely. Like you know, so yeah. it was it, it never through the postseason. They were you know we yeah. saw Goron in the postseason with Dwayne in 2016, and then of course Dwayne left. Goron had to carry. A really bad team, but mm -hmm. I mean, we'll, we'll never forget the forty-one and forty-one year in sixteen, seventeen. You know that was instead of Warren playing with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, he was playing with James Johnson and Dion Waiters <laughs> and Luke Babbitt and Luke Babbitt. Oh, of course, I didn't mean to leave him out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did not mean to leave yeah. him out. Um, it was a very different <sighs> roster construction it, than what he had been brought in for. Goran Dragic retiring is deserved. It's deserved. The guy had an awesome career. He has made friends in every city that he's played in, even Phoenix, where he kind of demanded a trade out. Phoenix fans still think of Goran Dragic very fondly. Chicago yeah. fans loved Goran Dragic. Milwaukee fans even liked him. Brooklyn fans loved Goran Dragic because he was their only point guard who stepped up in the playoffs that one year. And it was, and of course, Miami fans love Gogi. And so when he retired, it was a sad moment, but it was, it was a good moment. Uh, I do find it, it's tough that he wanted very desperately to play for the Miami Heat. He has been at home games this year, just yes. being around the team. He said he wants to be in the NBA. He wants to stay in basketball after his retirement. I wouldn't rule out a position with the Heat in some way, shape, or form going forward. I don't have any reporting on it. I'm just, like, knowing how the Heat operate, knowing that they probably want to do right by Dragic, knowing that they like his, like, they really respect his basketball intelligence, and that they're always trying to add fresh blood through the pipeline, yeah. and how Dragic was an ambassador for Heat culture at every stop after he played for the Miami Heat. I, he's kind of, like, from the cloth of the kind of people that they promote into positions, whether it's Haslam, Alonzo Mourning. Like, Dragic is right there with those dudes in terms of Heat culture. Um, and appreciation for it and, and the understanding of what it is and what makes it happen. So, I, I like, again, no reporting on that. Don't aggregate this. Like, that's not the intent. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up getting a job with the Heat at some point. Uh, all the, obviously, he's going to take some time here to, yeah. to figure out things and, and be with his family and all those kinds of things. But, um, all right, let's move to, on to all-star voting. All-star voting first returns were released on Friday. Jimmy Butler finished fourth in the East among front court players. Bam finished sixth. Uh, Giannis, by the way, led all vote getters in the East. David, Heat fans are doing what kind of job in all-star voting? Uh, uh, good enough, yeah. I guess. I mean, the, 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 the ranking, the fact that they're in 
that they've gone to the point where they have, I think, is almost exclusively due, exclusively due to Heat fans. I, I think that neither of these players carries the kind of respect from fan bases, not players, but from fan bases league-wide that you're going to vote a guy like Bam. And like Nobody's like, oh, man, I can't wait to get that 20 and 10 guy in there who's mm-hmm. going to play really tough defense on the perimeter as a center. Like, nobody's voting Nobody Bam wants Bam. to watch Bam. Nobody And Jimmy's made enough enemies in other fan bases. Like, nobody in Minnesota is voting for Jimmy. Nobody <laughs> in Philly is voting for Jimmy. Nobody's in Chicago is voting for Jimmy. So those are three big cities, um, well, two big cities, that are not voting for Jimmy. So, yeah, uh, it's a great point. We see Jimmy at the All-Star. He's, he's going to get, like, three points. You know, he's going he's gonna, to he's get a, a one basket. You know, he's going to take a, a layup. And then he's going to get fouled. He's going to hit a free throw. And <laughs> that's going to be his game. Like, oh, yeah, J- nice Jimmy Butler stat line. Three points, two assists, and one rebound. You know, he doesn't want to be there anyway. That's why I want to send him there because it'll be funny to make him go to Indianapolis when he doesn't want to go. Know. And he'd rather be in, like, the Bahamas or something. No, make him go. No, he trolls no, us. No. no, he trolls us. We control him. Send Jimmy to Indy. Let's make it happen. Um, no, I think they're doing a better than expected job, honestly, David, because you're right. It is the Heat fan base that's going to push these guys in. Giannis has fans all over the, the world. Joel Embiid has fans all over the world. Jason Tatum's got the Boston media mafia powering mm-hmm. his, his – and he's obviously a good player. I don't mean to take that away from Jason sure, Tatum, but he's got the Boston media mafia giving a, mil, a million more votes than Jimmy Butler. Jalen Brown being fifth is higher than I expected because I didn't even think yeah. Celtics fans like Jalen Brown. Half the time, <laughs> it doesn't even seem like they like him. So, but, but they got to vote him in anyway, right? I mean, sure, they, yeah, because God forbid they wanted to trade. They wanted to trade Marcus Smart continuously, but he yeah, was yeah. like, hey, "He's the best defensive player on the floor." Yeah, hey, he's Marcus Smart. I mean, he's ours. You know, it's like okay, but you shout out him. to Wizards fans, by the way, getting Kyle Kuzma ninth in the front court. Like, good for That's you. That's Lakers fans. That's Lakers fans that want him back in Los um, Angeles, and they want him to say, "Oh yeah, we want our, our former All Star back." You know, I like the conspiracy there. I like the conspiracy Absolutely. there. Um, Tyler Hero did not appear on the list of guards. Uh, not very surprising. Uh, but, hey, Heat fans, keep pushing it. Um, get Jimmy Butler to Indianapolis. I want him there. I don't. I want him kicking. Send him kicking and screaming. It'll be the most uh, – it'll be the funniest version of this. Um, we're debuting a new segment today called Fake Trade Monday. It's coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season – well, it's done. There's still time to get in on the action, though, because okay. with FanDuel, they're America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet. You know, there's same-game parlays. There's You can find bets in their new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. The best way to find popular parlays. Unfortunately, the Miami Dolphins not. Uh, it's not okay. Doing... It's okay. It's a better. It's better this way. It's better this way. It's better this way. You're not going to beat the Bills twice. You're just not going to beat them twice in a row. I would rather play in Kansas City. They're saying it's going to be zero degrees. It's going to be zero degrees in Kansas City. But I'd rather play that Kansas City team once than have to try to beat the Bills twice in a row. Because if the Dolphins had won against the Bills on Sunday night, they would have had to play the Bills again. At, at home, I get it. But the Bills are a good team. You're not going to beat them twice that's, in a row. That's decades of Dolphins trauma. Speaking oh, I know. That's not, I understand. That's not a clear, that's not a clear perception. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> wrong. There's no way Miami's going to beat Kansas Give me City. Kansas City. Give me Kansas City. They have <laughs> yeah. no receivers. They can't catch. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not worried about that defense. Not against our offense. Three and a half point favorites, Kansas City at home. 
That's oh, a lot sorry. of respect what, for Miami. What was the offense when they scored 14 points against Buffalo on Sunday? What, what's this historic offense? Injured. You know? They're all on the sideline. Well, We're going to get them back. We're going to have Mostert back. We're going to get Waddle back. Let's go. That's right. It's going to score 50 on Kansas City's defense. That's the Watch way it, it works. If you want to make a wager on it, go to FanDuel.com slash on. Make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. Thanks to everybody who's tuning in. Make sure you check out the show tonight. We'll have our post-game reactions to tonight's game against the Houston Rockets. If you're watching right now on YouTube, hit that like button, comment. Let us know where you're listening from, what you think about Goran Dragic retiring, the all-star voting, um, if you're worried about Jimmy Butler's injury, or what you think about some of these fake trades that I'm about to bring up. Uh, Every Monday between now and the trade deadline, we're going to be doing a new segment, David. It's going to be called fake trade monday i guess is what we're going to call it uh i'm going to just basically come to the pod with a bunch of fake trade ideas i'll lob them up to you we can do like a buy or sell thing or you could just tell me that you hate them I, whatever uh we'll just figure it out are you ready for the first one yeah sure why not the miami heat call the sacramento kings oh. and they offer caleb martin mm. for davion mitchell and a second round pick i actually threw this to matt george from locked on kings and um uh, in a DM. And he said he thinks that the Kings would do it. Davion Mitchell's been out of the rotation for Sacramento until recently. It kind of feels like maybe they're showcasing him before the deadline. They're listening to offers for him and apparently Kevin Herter. Uh, but you think about Miami's point of attack defense. It's not been good. And I don't know that it's an injury issue to this roster. I think it's a personnel issue. I just don't think they have a great point of attack defender in this group that you want doing it in the regular season. Like Jimmy can do it. You just don't want him doing it if it's not like the fourth quarter or the playoffs for an entire regular season. Caleb Martin's been a little iffy, but the problem with Caleb Martin also is that he's going to be a free agent after the season. And I think he'd be a good fit for what Sacramento needs on the perimeter. And if they're not using Davion Mitchell, I kind of like the idea of getting Mitchell. He was a lottery pick. Um, a very like cut, cut from the same cloth as a Marcus Smart, a Lou Dort. And I think that kind of mold of a player would work for Miami. And you get him on that rookie scale contract. You keep him under team control for a couple more years. What do you think? I'm not. I'm torn about this one. I, I, I thought it was going to be a lot easier at, on mm. the surface because I think Miami would love for Caleb to be able to produce the way he did last year in the playoffs, and I think that's what the expectation is. But at the same time, given the fact that Duncan has an increased role, given that Jaime Hawkins yeah. is playing the way he has, he kind of becomes a little expendable. And I hate saying this about a guy that you know we've had on the show before that we've talked to a number of times. And has been such a, a big part of Miami's deep playoff runs over the last couple of seasons. But he's going to leave anyway, and he's going to get paid, and that's absolutely fine. The ties to the organization are going to remain strong nonetheless. If they can, if they speak to him, I think that's important is to say, look, you know, we, we don't think we can re-sign you, and so we're going to make this move just to make sure they don't burn these bridges. I think they make that trade. I think they should make that trade because I think it provides somebody mm-hmm. that you can get right away. And you're going to need somebody to point your position. The only problem is that you're only getting a one-way player in Davion Mitchell. He's not going to That's be That's the idea. He does not have the high highs that Caleb Martin can offer offensively. But like you said, when now that you have a high main and Duncan playing a bigger role in these things, maybe you don't need that. And you need to address the defensive concerns that this team has, like personnel-wise. I'm with you. It's a little scary because you're giving up on those high highs that Caleb Martin can provide you in a playoff setting that we know. I don't know that Davion Mitchell can perform in the playoffs. He was a little bit of a player. For them last year against the Warriors in that first round, and he was actually quite good, I thought. But that was one round. I don't. That doesn't prove anything to me. So it's a little iffy. But I think the key point here is not saying, "Hey, we think that Davion Mitchell is a better player than Caleb Martin." I don't think anybody thinks that. That's why you're also getting a pickback for it. It's that 
we kind of think Caleb's going to leave anyway. We don't want to pay him, and we'd rather get a cheaper guy who kind of fills a need for us right now, and this is sort of our best way, our best avenue in doing that. Also, Caleb Martin has Reno ties. Sacramento, Reno, not a not a far drive. I don't know, something there. Um, <laughs> uh, let's do maybe two more here. Let's try to get to a couple let's more. Work. Lowry and a 2026 second round pick from Miami that's uh, owned by the Lakers, okay? Or, or it's coming via the Lakers, which can actually sneakily maybe be a good pick. The yes. 2026 Lakers pick. So Lowry and that pick to Charlotte for Gordon Hayward. No, I, okay. I, I don't trust Hayward. I do not trust Hayward as a playoff performer. I don't trust him. He's been much better than expected at this stage of his career. I think the injuries are mostly behind him, but he's still an older player. And I think, I don't know. I, I know there was interest, obviously, the, the connection between Miami. I just don't trust him to be that guy in a play. For that, honestly, you've got enough of Caleb. And I know you're not trading Caleb in this scenario, but I think what Lowry provides is of too much value to sacrifice for Gordon Hayward. I think I'm with you. It also leaves you pretty short at the point guard spot, unless you're getting a point guard back in that trade, which I don't know that there's a roster. Are you making uh, both of these trades? What about both these trades? Oh, yeah. Damian I mean, Mitchell and Gordon even Hayward. Mi- even Damian Mitchell's not really a point guard. Like, he's not a guy you want running your offense. He's exactly. He's more sort of like... So, no, no, I, I, my idea was not making both of these trades, but I suppose it would be possible. But, no, I'm with you. I probably wouldn't do it, considering how well Kyle Lowry has played. And, again, that, that second-round pick from the Lakers could be good. Uh, and Gordon Hayward's going to be a free agent. You know, he's on an expiring contract, too, so I don't know that it would be worth it long-term. All right, let's do one more here. Uh, Kyle Lowry, again, I don't, I don't mean to keep trading Kyle Lowry, but he's the biggest, chunkiest expiring salary, so it just makes sense. Kyle Lowry to Utah for John Collins and second-round picks. And I have a second version of this trade, if you hate this one already. I feel like you don't like this one. I like John Collins. You know, we talked about it. We talked ourselves into it, and he just continues to struggle. But I think he's always been on an Atlanta team that we're seeing now. Like, John Collins wasn't the problem. They were trying to trade his ass continuously over the last couple of years, and it didn't really make any difference. Like, this team, you know, not particularly good. I know they've had right. injuries and everything else, but the problem in, in Atlanta. It's been up and down for Collins. Right. Defensively, there's definitely issues. But I think – in Miami, you're not asking him to do what those other teams are doing, which is kind of maybe sometimes play some small ball five and stuff. He does let the backdoor cuts happen way too often. But I think Spolstra, we say this all the time with like Spo, he gets every player to be like 20, 15 to 20% better defensively the day they walk in. So yeah. I, I like the, the idea of gambling on the talent. The pro, And the reason I thought you would hate this, David, is because it leaves you again bare at point guard, essentially. So I have a second version of this trade, which is Lowry and Caleb to Utah for John Collins and Talon Horton Tucker, who plays point guard. Ooh who's been sort of out of the rotation, uh, Chris Dunn, Colin Sexton, Keontae George, they're really kind of manning those point guard minutes. I kind of like THT on an expiring contract. It's like at least somebody who can handle the ball a little bit, and you're not committing any long-term money on him. I think he's making $11 million this year, and then he's a free agent this summer. So, you, you know, it's worth it just for depth. But yeah. I don't know. Do you, it sounds like you like that one worse. I, I don't. I'm not a THT oh, okay. guy. I, I, right. just don't, I don't think he brings it consistently enough. And, I mean, I, I think that the Lakers – crowning him as the next superstar in the making kind of soured me on the idea of mm. him which isn't exactly fair because he's had his moments but i kind of like him he... six I mean, four like a six yeah. eleven wingspan i think offensively yeah. he's he's a better ball handler than he gets credit for he's kind of like an interesting passer he's I, creative i like him as a reclamation project in my yeah head. like he's a guy who would get yeah i mean i just don't wouldn't want to make a trade for him like if you could sign him on a veteran minimum deal which i think is what he probably will command mm. i'd see that as more likely Fair. No, I just have him in here just to kind of balance out the roster. But we Lowry to Collins. I look if you can get Collins plus some second round picks back. Like Utah wants to dump him already. I made the joke before, but like 
they got Utah got John Collins in a salary dump where they didn't trade anything for him. And I almost feel like they overpaid for him based on how he's played this year. Right. But you know, for you need a point guard though. Yeah, that's a that's a secondary trade. It has to be for a point well, that's guard. That's why I had the THT. Mitchell. That's why I had the THT layer in there. Yeah, so, I'm not sure. Either. Um, all right. Uh, I got one more that I really like. All right, quick. Just give me a yes or no. Three-way deal. Miami gets DeAndre Hunter and DeLon Wright. Atlanta gets Kyle Lowry. And Washington gets Patty Mills and a second round pick. So Miami's taking the DeAndre Hunter salary off of Atlanta's hands for Lowry's expiring. Washington just gets a second round pick for moving off of DeLon Wright, who's going to be a free agent and leave anyway. Uh, And Patty Mills is in there for salary filler. And Miami gets DeAndre Hunter to play the power forward spot and DeLon Wright as as a point guard. Do it. Make it happen. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, I got more fake trades for you next week. I literally have like four or five more that we'll get to next week. But for now, thanks for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on your podcast app.